Welcome to Regret Proof Your Life. I'm your host, Jesse G, here to help you start getting your shit together one simple change at a time. The more that you know, the easier it is to grow. So let's fucking go. Welcome, everybody. Today, we are going to circle back a little bit, kind of pick up where we left off last week, and we're going to talk about attachments, specifically energetic attachments. So tune in because not to scare you or anything, but it's it's likely you have or have had an attachment at some point in time, and you will very likely have one again. So you probably have no idea that this is even happening. Let me help you so that you can get a rain on your life and you don't have some fucking jackass entity running the show for you. The reason that we're doing this episode this week is because I was kind of flowing, right? I have felt burnt out the last couple of weeks. I've realized that I've never completed a stress cycle in my life. I've started to do some research and some learning and healing in that regard. And I wanted to update you guys in terms of what did I do coming off of last week's episode to help me kind of start to feel like myself again. It is a journey. We're on our way back. So last week after I recorded the episode on burnout, I had a couple of different healing sessions. So I ended up scheduling a coaching call, which I think I shared about, and that went amazing. I cannot recommend that enough, you guys, if you have a coach or if you know somebody that's a coach or if you've ever been curious. Go ahead and try it because even if you are the number one most lone wolf in the entire world, like me, sometimes you really do need somebody else to act as a sounding board to repeat back to you what you just said, right? So that you can kind of hear that from a different perspective, check in in that regard, you name it, and ask you questions that you haven't been asking yourself. So the coaching call went really well and helped me get a little bit more clear and really in tune with what I was experiencing, but it wasn't enough to totally heal me or anything. Um, So next I went on to have an energy healing session with my energy healer, Alicia, and that is where things really started to shift and change. So this is why I will not shut the fuck up about getting help and especially going to see an energy healer. Find a Reiki master, someone, anyone that is by you. There's more and more people like this, you know, waking up and and branching out and building their businesses so that they can help and heal and guide people every day. So even in some of the smallest towns or most rural areas where you might think you can't find somebody Often there is someone, and if there's not, my girl Alicia can do everything distance so she can do it over the phone and still connect with your energy and and help. So anyways, that was my plug for Alicia who has saved my life. Um, So what happened with her is, oh my God, we did a ton of healing and so much came out of it. I'm going to end up sharing a lot of it with you later in terms of some of the actions that you can take or that I took. Um, But essentially right off the bat, how do you know if you've got an energetic attachment? It's any time that you're not happy, you're not feeling your normal self. You feel um, repressed, stressed, 
angry, resentful, judgmental. Think of like you're feeling grief, shame, any like lower vibrational emotions. Typically, um, if those if that's not your status quo, you could have something going on. And so looking back, that's how I'm like, what the fuck? I had an attachment. So let me let me back up a little bit before we go any further on the episode. Um, what the fuck are attachments? Okay. Um, I really didn't understand or know any of this until earlier this year when I did my adept initiation. And it's crazy because apparently, you know, my teacher had told me that most people are walking around with attachments or more than one attachment, right? Uh, all the time and have no idea. So an attachment can take many forms really. Like you can do a little bit of your own research because I'm not the expert by any means, but an attachment is basically an entity. Okay. It's not like you're possessed or something scary like that, but often, right, we are human. We have lights. We have these energetic points, these chakras. We're connected to this source energy and we vibrate at a sort of like higher frequency than some others and some other things. So then a lot of the time there are entities who no longer have a body, who no longer, you know, walk this physical plane or this dimension or on this earth and they're attracted to your light or they are attracted to your energy. Maybe your lack of light is what's attracted them, right? And they're like, ooh, this person's aura is really small right now, or this person's really feeling down on their luck or down in the dumps, and I can smell their self-loathing from here. Fuck yeah, I'm going to go attach onto them and suck away a little bit more of that vitality, that life source, that light energy that, that makes us who we are. So that's sort of what an energetic attachment is. And frankly, you might be like, God damn, I might have like 20 of them. That's why I've been feeling so shitty for the last 10 years. And you might be right. Like, just go to fucking see an energy healer and just don't have any expectations. Just go with the flow. Just let them help you, okay? Um, because that's exactly what happened to me. So when I went and I saw Alicia, what had happened is I had some sort of a kind of entity that it wasn't even like attached to me. It was just in my aura. I was in my auric field. And you guys know I expand my aura every single day, multiple times throughout the day. And even somebody like me can get an attachment, which is why I'm like, you should be more aware of this yourself too. Everybody should. Um, the thing is, is they're fucking sneaky. And so I was almost, it's so weird looking back now. I was almost like, being manipulated, right? Being blocked from understanding or making the connection that I had some sort of an attachment. And so it was definitely like trying to work its way in and get closer to me and wreak even more havoc. But my energy healer caught it and was able to help clear it and transmute it back into source energy. Well, I thought I was out of the clear. And then the very same night I had something happened again. And I'm going to share this with you guys. This is like the wackest, most embarrassing thing, but it's super important to the journey uh, and for you to understand for yourself too. So um, I was watching a show with my husband and it's we were watching The Mighty Gemstones on HBO, like a Danny McBride show. And like, it's fucking hilarious because it's all about like they're 
evangelical like Christians essentially. And so, uh, you know, you know, I'm not religious. And if you know Danny McBride and you know HBO, you know that it's uh, not really about religion and it's making fun of it. And it's like, it's hilarious. However, I have some really weird like ancestral trauma that is tied to like sex but not when i have sex in real life it's it's tied to like sex scenes and i have had this since i was a little kid and anytime that i'm watching tv or a movie with somebody else and there's like a sex scene and there's nudity i like want to crawl under a rock and die basically it's like i can't control what happens in my body i feel so like embarrassed ashamed i feel almost like i'm a little child and like my dad just caught me watching people having sex when i was like too little to even understand what sex was or something but i know that i'm in big trouble and that i should be very ashamed right it's like this awful feeling and i just want to like crawl out of my skin and i can feel my heart rate increasing i can feel like the heat rushing to like my chest and my face and i'm flushed and awkward and my breathing's heavier and i like i I'm like blacking out basically. I'm like, why do I have to watch this? I feel like somebody's forcing me to watch something that I'm I shouldn't be watching, something like really really bad. Anyway, you get the point. It's so fucking weird. Like even with my husband, it's like I can't even watch like a sex scene. So, we were watching a scene in that where it basically is exactly what I just explained. And there was these like two little girls in the room when they were all like putting basically this like hooker and cocaine like sex tape up on the big screen for everybody to watch and i literally was like this is exactly how i feel like i'm one of those little girls why the fuck are there little kids seeing this anyway i like spiraled dude and the thing is is i've worked on this with my energy healer a ton of times and she keeps finding like hidden ancestors and hidden trapped trauma and we're talking as far as like 10 generations back like crazy shit and so we have confirmed that this sex scene trauma or whatever and like response I have has nothing to do with me in this life. It has nothing to do with any past lives I've lived. It is all ancestral. So I have some something in my DNA, some terrible things happen to my ancestors and my body remembers that and it is like coded into me somehow. So that's my like big embarrassing thing. So hey, shout out if you also feel that way because I found my homies. It's like I hardly know anybody that's like this. I am like such a fucking prude, but I'm not a prude. It's a very confusing place to be in. And it's especially when it's not even your own energy and you're like, why do I feel like this? So anyways, I had this whole like my whole body, just everything spiraled out of control because of that scene. And I ended up really having to work and bust out every single tool and resource I had available to help me transmute that energy, to help me bring myself back, to be grounded, to be okay again, to be full of light and unconditional love. It was so hard. I was like, what the fuck? I almost called her back and was like, help me. So the very next morning, I thought of that and I relived that scenario. And before I knew what was happening, I was already sucked in. And this is how powerful just one thought can be, you guys. So be fucking careful. Screen your thoughts. You get to choose which thoughts you listen to and which you're like, fuck no, not today. I am not doing this, right? So 
I thought of it again in the morning. And what do you know? I like relived the entire thing all over again. And I felt exactly the same way I felt the night before. I had to go through all of my tools and resources and transmute that energy. It took about 15 minutes again to where I was like, this is fucking shady. And this is not okay. I should, it shouldn't take this long. If I'm just like, thank you for clearing my aura or thank you for healing my aura, it should be instantaneous. So I texted my energy healer and what the fuck do you know? There was something that was like pushing its way in through my aura again. So I don't know. I, I, I do believe that we cleared it the night before, but it's either the same or something similar that was hanging out on the outskirts that wanted in, that wanted some light, jumped at the chance that you could because it's like... The way that you get an energetic attachment is you lower your guard. It's it's as simple as one fucked up intrusive thought and then that that was enough. So it's like this is not something you can control. You could be the most holy person in the entire world and you would still have attachments from time to time. So that's why learning about them and understanding what to do if you have one is so fucking important. So there's a little bit on that. I know this is kind of a confusing topic, so please write in with questions if you have them, and I will unpack them on a future podcast. So going a little bit further into like the experience and other things I've been noticing is, so my other teacher, Jesse, has shared with me that you know she's personally really careful with what she consumes. And when I say consume, yes, she's talking about food, but she's like more so talking about content media, right? Movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, those kinds of things. And I am like a murderino, a fucking weirdo, um, a crime junkie. If you guys are true, true crime people, you get it. I'm fucking true crime obsessed. I fucking love true crime. However, lately I have not been listening to true crime uh, suddenly it's not resonating with me. Wow. What do you know? Shocker. I don't want to listen to people get like brutally like R worded and murdered. Like, no, what? I don't know why I, I was so obsessed with that. And it's been such a part of my identity. I'm like, wow, this is really weird to watch this start to fall away. And something else that's happening, like, right. It's the podcast. It's the shows. Like I'm clearly not watching any more of the mighty gemstones because whatever happens when I'm watching shows that are like a little bit more explicit, it is doing something. It's triggering something in like my ancestral DNA and trauma. So until I can really truly clear that, why am I going to put myself in a scenario where I know that I'm going to potentially thwart myself back into a scenario like I just described to you? Like that's not fair to me. That's not fair to that ancestor, but it's especially the fuck not fair to me, you know? Like, no. So if I have to screen my content, I'm going to screen my content because that makes me fucking happier. So um, I've basically just found, right, after thinking it was a total joke when my teacher was like, oh, you should be careful with what you consume with all of those like murder, true crime, you know, shows and podcasts. Well, now I'm suddenly feeling more sensitive myself to the shows or the movies, like anything, even music, anything that's heavily unalivey is like a no-no for me. Um, so I I have to go with more God complex and narcissist metal music when I'm in the gym. And then typically when I'm not in the gym, I choose to not listen to the metal music as much because it I don't know. It's just a time and a place for me. I like to listen to more of like my reggae, my uplifting, my manifesty type of music when I'm not in the gym. It seems to give me a little bit more of the balance. So essentially like, right, working on raising your vibration 
constantly is something that can help you stay clear of energetic attachments um, because the more light that you have, the more likely you are to just repel them. Um, you know, earlier I said, you know, maybe they're attracted to your light, but really it's like the lack there of the light. It's it's typical when you're more confined, when you're repressed, when you're feeling small and unworthy that these things creep in. When you are feeling in your full power, when your aura is gigantic, when you can take over the world and you're like, is this me or am I just actually my highest self today? Attachments are coming for you then, okay? So don't worry. Don't worry. You just It's just really like a call to be more aware and give yourself more space and learn how to kind of like regulate your thoughts and emotions a little bit better so that you can be more in control of what you're creating and what you're attracting. So some things that I am working on this week that you potentially could wish to work on yourself. Living slower. This is a weird one because I have spent my entire life being obsessed with efficiency and being in beast mode and getting shit done, thinking that this is a superpower of mine, which it is, but it's actually, as I'm learning, like kind of toxic. It's fear-based. It's not, I'm not doing it because I love doing it. I'm doing it because I'm afraid if I don't do all of the things, I'm never going to get to relax, even though the whole time I relax, all I'm doing is fucking freaking out in my head and like planning and listing and stressing, things that are not creating space, new ideas, new neural pathways, nothing, right? So living slower, that's giving me the space that I need to be more present as often as possible, to be more aware of what's going on in my body so that I know if I'm feeling stressed or like that anxious cortisol panicky energy because that's what I'm really, really trying to get away from. I don't want that all the time. And right now, I only know how to have it all the time. So I have to learn how to have it not at all and still get shit done. So this is part of that. Woo. Um, and there's no real trick to living slower. It's just awareness. And it's also me not committing to plans so that I have the space to just relax and tend to myself. I am working on not giving into my stress addiction energy. It's it's more of the same, but it's like if you suffer from this sort of stuff, you've got to you, you'll feel it while it's coming on and you've got to nip it in the bud right then and be like, "Nope, we are going to whatever, like put in replace with whatever is working for you to like bring you back to the moment." Um completing my stress cycles. I finally got my book, uh, Burnout, The Secret of Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily and Amelia Nagasaki. Oh my God, I've been saying it wrong the whole time, you guys. It's Nagoski. Yeah. Don't try to read fast. Um, so I'm going to start reading that. I'm sure more and more from that book is going to come up into future podcast episodes. So even having more space to read more instead of consume 
stuff from screens, basically. I've completely eliminated my social media, not even looking at TikTok, although I'll probably still make hiking TikToks, but I'm not going to be scrolling TikTok anymore. I want a place to be able to go back and relive all of my amazing summer hikes. I'm meditating more, typically, you know, still sticking with the two, maybe three times a day. I've downloaded and started watching some stuff on Gaia and there's some really, really cool shit on there. So that's helped me replace some of the other shows that are maybe a little bit more overly sexual or overly violent. And then some tools from Alicia that I'm using. Uh, So I'm clearing my aura throughout the day, every day. And it's literally as easy as just saying, thank you for clearing my aura because your guides are going to hear you and your guides will help clear your aura right then and there. If you have the ability to see through a little bit more, right? You're not as sucked down in the depths of despair at the moment and you're a visual person. You can imagine sunlight shining down and just filling up and clearing out your entire aura. And that's as easy as that. If you're having a really hard time and you're having like a physical feeling, you can also ask for your aura to be healed and you can do some heart-centered breathing. So for me, right, say uh, like, well, here's a really good example of incorporating like all of these tools. Let's say that I'm driving and somebody cuts me off. That's going to, first of all, put me into like a stress response. That's a stress trigger. And I'm going to be like, ah, that's also going to like potentially like fuck up my aura, fuck up my energy, everything, right? So in that moment, what would I do? First, I'm going to like be aware that that just happened and that this cycle is starting for me. I'm going to first say, thank you for clearing my aura. I'll probably say, thank you for healing my aura as well. And then I'm going to do the sending light thing. I'm going to send light to the person that just cut me off. I'm going to have it explode out of their car, explode out of their eyes, ears, nose, mouth, you name it. I just want to give them light instead of coming from a place of like hate or fear. Okay. So that's helped me with my aura. That's helped me send them some light. I'm probably still pretty worked up. I probably still have that nervous energy behind my chest plate, right? It's like, make it stop. So then I'm going to do some heart-centered breathing. I'm going to, if I can imagine green light, imagine it. If not, literally just breathe through your heart chakra, through your heart center, like literally right in the middle of your chest. Breathe in five seconds, breathe out five seconds. Breathe in five seconds, out, in, out. Do it three times. That should help you start to get kind of like back down to the ground. Um, That should technically, since you did a little bit of breathing, help you complete your stress cycle as well. But with the way I am, I I want more than that. So I probably would do some movement or shaking or jumping jacks or some squeeze all my muscles as, as tight as I can. Right When I get to wherever I'm going, when I'm somewhere that's safe to fully complete that. And that's how you fucking get back your power. And it sounds crazy. And it's like, I'm never going to do this long laundry list of things. Well, me too. And then I started doing it and was like, oh my God, this works. And I'd way rather feel free and clear and grounded and happy and present than possessed with fucking rage for somebody that cut me off, let somebody ruin half my day, if not the whole day, take all of that from me. Right. And then potentially end up attracting an attachment because I'm now driving around town angry, pissed off, bitter, probably getting more and more 
deep into those feelings as the minute goes on, probably attracting more assholes and idiots swerving into my lane and cutting me off on top of it to make it even worse. So it's like you pick, right? Both things are equally hard. I would argue my way is less hard. It just feels kind of goofy at first. <laughs> so um with the aura, Alicia even shared if you're somebody that – I don't care where you work, if it's in person or if it's through a computer screen, before any meeting, before and after going into work, after every meeting too, thank you for clearing my aura. Thank you for clearing my aura. Thank you for clearing my aura. Just clear your fucking aura all day long, dude. All you got to do is ask. And then finally, something that's fucking life-changing is I brought up – I watched um, Firefly Lane a few weeks ago, and I – like was very emotionally impacted by how that show ended because my mom, um, well, I don't want to give it away, but it reminded me of what I went through with my mom in the later parts of that show. And it was really, I, it stayed with me for days and I was like emotional about it for days. And it's like, oh my God, I've shared this with Alicia and there's this ability to just turn on and turn off your empath, your empathic enhancement. So that's something I'm doing a ton too before I go into work meetings because I don't want to fucking absorb people's energy and emotions anymore before I watch any kind of TV or media because I don't want to absorb people's energy or emotions. Say it with me again. It's not our fucking shit to carry. That is not our burden. We don't need to do that. And you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do and you could free yourself of that. So literally, um, it's just a switch. You can envision a switch in your head if you want. And it's empathic enhancement. Turn on, turn off. You can say activate, deactivate, whatever works for you. And so for me, I'm going to, since I just said that a bunch, do it one more time because I would like to empathic enhancement turn off not absorb any of my colleagues' energy for the rest of the day when I get on some Zoom meetings later. So that's something really fucking cool. And like literally, it just works right away. Just start doing it. If you're starting to get overtaken by emotion when you don't want to or you're not necessarily supposed to, like try that out. That might help a ton. So no real challenges or to-dos for you guys this week because you can all live slower with me. So instead, continue to work on the things we discussed in last week's episode if you're feeling burnt out. If not, continue incorporating some of the other concepts into your life or perhaps go back to some prior episodes and start expanding some of your practices. It might be time for you to start to add to them. Uh, next week, my plan is to get us back on track by diving into attachment styles, which I realized is super fucking confusing. But I was like, let's just keep going with attachments because attachment styles have nothing to do with what we talked about today, okay? Um, they're not entities that are attaching to you and like sucking your energy. Attachment styles are the ways that we have relationships with people basically. And if you're someone that struggled with relationships, this is going to like fucking rock your socks off. It was one of the first things I learned when I started working through therapy and I started understanding mine and the styles of the uh, partners that I would chase and everything became really fucking clear. <laughs> and now I can spot an attachment style from a mile away and you will be able to as well. And that's going to help you navigate your life with a lot more ease as well. So that is everything I have for you today, my loves. If you liked this episode, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening today. Make sure to share this podcast um, with somebody who needs it. 
May that be a friend, family member, or colleague. And last but not least, I would love to hear from you. You can write in with any topics you're interested in me covering. If I have knowledge, I shall. Anything that you're having a difficult time understanding so that I can help unpack it for everybody because you're probably not alone. Uh, And even to share your own transformation journey. I would love to hear from other folks who have kind of gone through it and come out on top alive, better than ever, thriving. Um, And other listeners could really benefit from that too. So my email is regretproofwithjessie at gmail.com. That's J-E-S-S-I-E. I am signing off for now, homies. Keep it real. Keep going. Keep creating. You're in charge. You get to decide what your lives look like. Nobody else. Okay, bye.